Good news, everyone. <laughs> you have been hearing an ad for a while now saying if we pumped up our Patreon to $500 a month, we would give you a whole bonus show. And you did it like a while ago. And I just haven't changed the ad. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> consider this an update. Congrats. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm replacing that ad with this one. And this one is just a little clip show to get your whistle wet for this month's extra bonus episode of uh, Mama Tried. And that'll come out as soon as we get $1,000. That'll come out as soon Yeah, we're holding <laughs> this one hostage. Nah, 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 nah. But I did want to remind y'all, if we do hit 750, our goal is to release two episodes of that a month. But without any further ado, mm-hmm. here's a couple of clips. Get hyped. Gunvar is going to watch Martin go investigate the door and yeah. think to himself, that motherfucker is going to get attacked by a ghost and I'm going to get blamed for that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Did I... What did I... What did I do? And with glee, he's like, yes, one more. <laughs> and he starts scuffing it out and he saves like one last little bit. And then he uh, jumps ass first onto it and erases <laughs> it with a butt. He's looking straight ahead, but it, it, and it would be difficult for you to know if he is just looking straight ahead, watching where he's going, looking straight ahead, like avoiding your gaze because he feels awkward about what he's going to say, looking straight ahead because there's Gunvar's fucking back. <laughs> you wake to the feel of sunlight warming your face. Oh, God. Oh, oh so bright. As a well-known sense of aching dread rolls from your temples to your stiffened limbs. Don't say it's my mom. Familiar. I'm not my mother's child. I can handle it. I had too much. You're listening to Astronomica, a podcast about life, about laughter, and about love. (laughs) I'm Star Daddy Stan, and I'm here to say (laughs) we play role-playing games in a different way. This is Astronomica, Stars That Number actual play role-playing podcast. I am, like I said, Star Daddy Stan, and to my left is... Jeff. I play the MS Admiral Grace, the ship in which everybody... Bumbles around the various sectors. Uh, How dare you? Partially overtaken <laughs> by a fragment of a rogue AI. And Hopper, the semi-autonomous medbot, wholly overtaken by the expression of the rogue AI in Grace. You got your shots. I got my shots. I'm all vaxxed up. Oh, yeah. Uh, it should be stated that the podcast is now exactly 40% prettier than it was last week. Look at these chiseled jaw lines. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. That's because you are 80% prettier. And I am negative 40% prettier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's what I'm at. I'm just, you know, math. Yeah. <laughs> Not my thing. But, uh, I like that we're really digging yeah. into that love part of the podcast oh, man, right now. Yeah. And speaking of that, I'm Kristen. I play Dr. Hildegard Hypatia Cade. She is a professor of linguistics at the Reliquary Institute. She is also the ship's communications officer and the ship morale officer. And she will continue to be the ship morale officer until morale improves. <laughs> the beratings will continue. That's right. <laughs> until morale improves. But I have recently learned that when a dog wants to tell you that it's just joshing you, that it'll make a little sneeze motion when it's playing with you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to better communicate with her fellow crew members, particularly Anton and occasionally Mackie, uh, you know, maybe Hildy will make a little sneeze. So that you guys understand in your native language that she's just playing around. Their native language being a dog. (laughs) She's calling us dogs, man. That's the way. Hi, I'm Cullen. I play Anton and I always have Zyrtec. (laughs) (laughs) So Benadryl is just how you breed a dog sociopath. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. Yep. I'm Mackie. No, I'm Colin, and I play Mackie. 
Uh, but not anymore. You Colin, you're not Mackie and you play Colin. Before before Colin says the uh, the next part, he wants you guys to all understand that he's not angry with you. He's Just disappointed. disappointed. <laughs> yes, I'm very disappointed with all of you because yeah, y'all forgot our anniversary. And I forgot it too, but I'm the first one that remembered it and dug it up, which means that I'm going to go ahead and assume the role of the injured party here. We actually forgot it for about a month. It was Thursday, 6th February, 2020, was recording of Session Zero. Wow. And so I feel like it would be good for us to go around the table and you guys can talk about what you're going to do to make it up to me. Uh, Cullen. I have a, I have a bag of nacho cheese bugles. <laughs> You can hear the crinkle, and yeah. I, I'm giving Colin at least as many as will fit in his fingers. I'm taking two bugles, and uh, I'm just fucking with you. I don't require recompense, but I did think it was appropriate to mark the occasion, and I only know one way to do that, so... Uh-oh. <clears throat> hey! Somebody take a picture of that for the gram! Happy anniversary, you filthy That's very sweet. I, not to outdo Colin's excellent gift here, but I... Did you give us a level up? I'm giving you all an experience pin. Oh, shit. Dude, you 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 really shouldn't have. I haven't done shit. No, don't be modest. Don't be modest. That's right. No experience point. No, don't be modest. You've done a lot of heavy lifting. You know, you have... You met a kid that you barely remembered you had. You got us an RV. You got us an RV. One <laughs> well, of those okay. is Colin and one of those is Mackie. Anton did the literal heavy lifting once and he got nothing but shit from it. So <laughs> To be fair, he did drop <laughs> the thing he was lifting. I think in the uh, the long and storied histories of our rambling nonsensical intros, this one has possibly taken the cake. Oh, dope. You'd be shocked. Yeah. <laughs> also, you're wrong. <laughs> Chris denies the uh, time code. Nope. <laughs> but I think that experience point did just put at least a couple of us over the edge, and you guys will see the results of that edition, not this episode, but soon. <laughs> Soonish. Ish. <laughs> at some episode in the future, which is any of our listeners know at this point it's all timey-wimey wibbly-wobbly wibbly-wobbly yes i have an announcement also which is that if you've been if you're a long-time listener you've probably heard us or members of this podcast recommend the cheeseburger pizza from domino's <laughs> and uh i would like to say that is not a unanimous endorsement <laughs> oh yeah vindication <laughs> it is a ketchup pizza and it is gross <laughs> all right guys I'm done with this intro. Yeah, right. <laughs> no. I'm over it. Allons-y. I like, we all kind of like shifty-eye each other. Like, okay, are, are we done? Are so okay, um, we done now? Which one of you fuckers has something to say? My order for the top five got canceled. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. Where were we? Um, so, last week we all laughed, cried, and learned a little something about family. It was a heartwarming reunion between yours truly and his youngest son, Rodri, who's grown up a bit since the last time I saw him. These days, he's a big wheel down at the Corpo Schlock factory that at one time was our shared home, and uh, so he was very well-placed to help us resolve our little uh, refugee crisis. And after we uh, offloaded our cargo of wretched human refuse, I got to give the boy the old nickel tour of his old man's ship. And he was suitably impressed. In fact... I don't think it would be a flight of mad fancy to say that having beheld the rewards of a life of true freedom for perhaps the first time, he may find that the spirit of adventure, latent in his blood, springs to life. What you want to bet me, the next time we see old Rodri, he's thrown off the shackles of his vile corporate masters and is sailing the stars in a sloop of his own. Also, I'm a grandpa, but I'm not going to mess with that too much. <laughs> While all this is going on, Anton is having a tearful farewell with his special lady friend, Captain Zhao of the Lakshi Day Corvette Albatross. Oh, hateful fate, I curse thee who for your own vile amusement would smother a great love in its cradle, but damn you, I'm not giving up. Those crazy kids are gonna make it. Zhao Tan forever. 
Also, he has a, uh, uh, what's the word, a data stick with a flight plan for our next destination. So once the crew is reunited and we decide that we're going to put out the fires in the galley after all, we set out for our next destination, the Lakshi Day Company town of New Kansas City on the corporate world of Glazer 4. A cold, bleak planet covered in a permanent shroud of dense gases and orbited by a massive pre-tech artifact known colloquially as the Dove of Peace, after its penchant for vaporizing anybody who gets out of line down on the surface. I bring all this up merely as a point of local interest. I don't think it will become relevant. The Admiral fights off a nasty case of corporate malware he caught off Anton's dirty data stick before they can hijack flight control. And uh, then they landed successfully in the Lakshi Day hangar, where we're greeted by a phalanx of functionaries. And finally, at long last, all praise be to space, Jesus, we offload the last of our refugees. We sick Dr. Kate on the head corpo when she not only gets us paid, but also in a deft bit of savvy business negotiation, sells our life rights, the entire crew, for about $1,000. We robbed those clowns. Now that we're back in civilization, heavy air quotes, with reliable Wi-Fi, we're able to follow up on some things we had in play. Hildy gets back in touch with her institute contact, who is still very much interested in having a look at our Ukaroyo obelisk, and would love to show our good doctor around his dig site, and uh, show her his artifacts. I'm 90% sure that's a sex thing. And I got two people interested in my AI core. That's all I need for a bada-bing, bada-bang bidding war, baby. And uh, while we're all preoccupied with uh, these are petty concerns, Hopper decides to take an interest in that uh, Dove of Peace I mentioned before. What's the harm? Let's see how it goes. Yeah, so when you exit the hangar, if Anton led the way out of the hangar, mm-hmm. you enter into a large public space, a vast plaza that's really, it's kind of like the long corridor in a mall. Like there's shops on the sides mm-hmm. and little uh, fake trees in the middle. This fucking system. Yeah. <laughs> so are we officially just going out into the promenade sort of area? I'm following you for the present, so... I mean, I'm cool with it. My main thing is just I want to make sure I can let y'all know about that we sort of have a next step in terms of our official cargo. Mm-hmm. Our official yes. unofficial cargo. Uh, my order of business is hunting down a uh, tattoo place to get a team meat bag. <laughs> nice. 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 The planet of Glazer 4 in the pre-tech era was not considered habitable. And the people who settled here were it was a mining corporation called west hill proprietary company whp group and the planet was rich in rhodium which is a mineral found in bowieite which is itself kind of collected by a glaciation and so the planet is crisscrossed with hundreds of trenches of varying size where the bowieite was mined out and then reglaciation occurs like over the top of the, so the whole planet has all of these like trenches under the glacier and that's where all of the construction has taken place so okay everywhere that you guys are walking into like each time you come into a new space it's always like open air above you up to the glacier and there's like a saran wrap type substance on the bottom of the glacier okay that uh, cool. seems to be uh, like you know keeping it so that it doesn't get cold inside so we've got like a very glowy kind of yeah and of course, I mean, situation. the atmosphere is thick enough that it's like nighttime, but you get, yeah, there's like a faint glow and there's the constant lilac lightning storms up mm. in the upper atmosphere. That Cool. And uh, rhodium, to tie back to the earlier adventure, I think is one spot below iridium on yes. the periodic table. It is a necessary component in spike drives. So it's a okay. Cool. The people who live here now are post-tech colonists. Okay. So they came to the planet after it had been like the original inhabitants all died. When the oh, collapse okay, because there was no support for them, but there's no agriculture here or anything. So mm-hmm. gotcha. So yeah. So as we're walking down the station, did we bring Hopper with us? I mean, I assume that Hopper would just go with us. Probably, I assume. Hopper would follow Mackie, but then he would like kind of like look up at the Dove of Peace and then look at Mackie <laughs> and look over at Anton getting ready to go to a bar. <laughs> look at you- Mackie. Look up at the Dove of Peace, like, no, there is no physical danger on this planet. Mm-hmm. And follow Anton. <laughs> nice. Well, I assume nice. that there's some period of time when we're all sort of walking together, and during that time is when I'll bring up the uh, note from Hollis. 
Ah, yes. I receive information from Umberto Hollis, who is my contact with the Institute in regards to the artifact. And I have information on how to contact them. And they are ready to uh, purchase the artifact from us and keep it in a safe location. If whenever we are ready, we can go and meet with them and take care of this. That sounds perfectly amenable. And we really don't have anything else to do. So uh, I figure why not go uh, make some money and go see this Hollis guy, yeah? Excellent. Perhaps based off of the trials that we have just undergone, we have uh, one evening where we get to just sort of decompress and do our own thing. And in the morning we can go and take care of this. Yes. I mean, twist my arm. That sounds pretty fine to me. Sounds Excellent. Delightful. And she immediately, before even finishing hearing you all's answer, she peels off and clearly needs to like be away from people for a while. <laughs> And it's going to go look for any kind of like tea room kind of thing. Just like a very quiet space. I had imagined like a cat cafe. Oh, totally. (laughs) Definitely. It's like like House of Muse, but also there's like books. Yeah, that would be fantastic. It's a really Memphis specific reference. (laughs) The place is really cool, but it smells awful. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. If they brought the cats from House of Muse across the street into Burks. Yes. Almost exactly that. Yes, uh, but also like with a better tea. coffee shop than either Bluff City or Shafagmana. Mm-hmm. And also the kind of place that like there might be, you know, 50 people there at any given time, but like they never see each other because they all get individual cubbies because it is made for people like her who at some point are just done with other people. I would say it's a really specific ask, but this it is like the corporate hellscape world. So if, if like a, a thing to make They're money like, exists, it's probably yeah. here. Oh, plus they're probably like pods that you get into one pod that gives you that atmosphere and it's on some sort of spindle where you just get in the pod and it like moves you around. Yeah. A lot of the experiences that you can have here are managed by Echo VR. It's not VR, it's Echo VR. (laughs) (laughs) Which are, yes, essentially like some of these doors lead to closets where you put on a headset and like are put into a virtual reality space that's indistinguishable from reality and do whatever you want. Hildy's not going to get up to anything that's particularly exciting, but yeah, mostly she's just going to go for a quiet night alone. And then the only other thing that she'll look into is um, just got this fancy new data pad and that drone, and she wants to connect the two up. So if there's any additional hardware that she needs to connect those two things together, she'll procure that, but otherwise... Okay. It's a USB-A to USB-A cord, but that hasn't existed for 4,000 years. <laughs> yep. Um, among the files received from Chen, there is a protocol translator software so that you can interact with computers on the system. Facts about the station, demographics, etc. There's 650,000 people living in this facility, so it is quite vast. It kind of has the quality of like cities in the southern U.S. Because everything has to touch the surface, it spreads out instead of like there, there's no uh, there's no sublevels anywhere. Gotcha. Okay. Not even like speakeasy kind of things? Well, there's no no (laughs) sublevels on the official maps. Gotcha. So the individual surface habitats and outlying areas are connected via the subterranean rail that connects everything. And this rail is mostly post-tech that was built by the new colonists through the mining tunnels dug by the old. And sections of that have limited access because they aren't exposed to the surface. So transit between points is like carefully monitored and there's a lot of security and there are checkpoints and stuff. You are not permitted to bring weapons into the plaza. So we, I, we should have covered this before, but just real quick, what uh, equipment do you guys have on you as you leave the ship? Mackie has his data pad and his little burner data pad and the clothes on his back and, you know, his cred stick. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Hopper has a monoblade and a mag pistol, but both of those flavorfully are a surgical scalpel and a hypodermic injector. Mm-hmm. So, That's fine. Okay. Hildy has mostly hackery shit. She usually carries a laser pistol and a medium knife, but if it's posted that weapons are not kosher here, then she won't even bother. Okay. But she will try to take her little droid with her because her intent is to spend an evening of quiet study right. playing with that. So she'll want the hardware to be able to right. connect up with. So I don't know if that would be a problem. I mean, it is a security droid. And it is Apogee. And it is Apogee. 
But she's also not going to make a big deal of it. I mean, it would be like stowed in a pack kind of right. thing, not like perched on her shoulder. Okay. And Anton? Yeah. He's got his like data pad and, you know, I imagine like all of the things that would be like a wallet are just like digital mm-hmm. on the data pad. Yeah. If it is cool, I'd imagine he has like a Leatherman multi-tool pocket knife style thing he just has. But cool. There's got to be like a... Sp- Space equivalent of a diver's knife kind of thing that everybody who's a spaceman. Yeah, yeah, that everyone who does spacewalks outside has and nobody really thinks of as a weapon but is functional. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking of the multi tool, a little handheld thing that has like a knife, a screwdriver, Mm -hmm. you know, a bottle opener, whatever the digitized USB port equivalent of a multi tool would also be in the future. Okay. You come into the plaza there, you very quickly find a tattoo parlor, Mm. uh, which is most of the signs are in Chinese characters, Mm. but this one is the English phrase number three with fries. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I would totally get a uh, tattoo at a place called number three with fries. And underneath that, is it the, uh, like, Hanzi for, like, peace and tranquility? (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I go ahead and, and wander in. Anton's already, like, pretty heavily tattooed in like the style of you know sailor marine tattoos like yeah. i would assume like neo-traditional because it's you know a couple thousand years removed but whatever the aesthetic equ- equivalent of that in you know this era is sailor jerry the 23rd yes <laughs> i mean humans have been doing it for almost as long as we've been human so yeah I just you know the styles vary and i have no idea what the future will hold yeah i imagine um, they've been they're like updated takes but the symbols are still the same basically yeah <laughs> but yeah uh in the, in the future every tattoo is just the cool s <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just just layered into other patterns but like even if it's other line work on a microscopic level it's just the cool it's, it's just oh, um, yeah. it's a little tattoo it's uh says team meat bag in sort of like an arch circular pattern mm-hmm. they're like team meat on top and bag on the bottom and in the middle of the circular emblem is a brown paper takeout sack that is just, like, very obviously greasy. Nice. I like it. I like it. Um, so the artist that you're talking to and tell her what you want is um, almost artificially the vision of the cute girl at the tattoo parlor. Mm-hmm. And she's very flirty, and you're having a great time. And once you settle in to get the tattoo taken, she puts a basically like a crown on your head. Then she tattoos you, and you don't feel anything except a little bit of euphoria. And Hopper, who's standing by, you said you were following him, right? Yep. He got put in the chair, and a VR headset lowered onto his head, and she rolled out like a big automated robot arm, and then she went for a smoke break. (laughs) As as soon as Hopper saw that it wasn't actually a human doing it, he just like slumps back in an attitude of relief a little bit. (laughs) Just a little approving nod. Yeah, and it cost you 10 credits. Cool. So what is the VR experience? Is the VR experience the experience of having somebody like traditional? Yeah, she's there like making flirty small talk with him and like squeezing his arm and all that stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. Clever. The apparatus actually takes like less than a second to uh, <laughs> yeah. flash yeah, I, the tattoo into your skin. Yeah, I, I imagine even with currently feasible means, it would be a tattoo that would probably take like 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my wonder would be like in terms of physical feedback. Would you have a little bit of pain, but it's just enough for you to feel like you did a thing, but yeah. not enough that it actually hurts? Exactly, yeah. So, it's, it's enough that you can be like, yeah, I got a tattoo. It didn't hurt that bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But really, it doesn't need to hurt. It's yeah. just enough mm-hmm. for you to feel like you're... They can make it feel like strawberries smell if they wanted. While you're getting your tattoo, Hopper is staring at his left upper arm. And just a pattern of freckles coalesces into exactly the tattoo that you were describing <laughs> of Team Meatbag, but it is from Hopper's perspective. <laughs> so it's almost perfectly upside down, but it's like 15 degrees off. <laughs> I like it. Nice. Yeah, all Mackie's doing is he's found some place to get off his feet. And he's checking his bidding war, seeing how it's going. Cool. Mackie and Grace have to pass through a luxury day show floor to access the rest of the facility. Okay. And in it, you make note, there are craft like on display. You don't know if they're flight capable or anything. Sure. But uh, you make a note that uh, there are like fighter craft on display that Anton's going to enjoy having a look at. Okay. There's also 
a section where they display weapons and weapons are categorized by like these can be carried with a permit that you can purchase alongside the firearm. And then there's a whole vast warehouse Walmart Supercenter section off the back that's labeled for export only. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Once you get through that, you are now in a sprawling Hong Kong subway station slash mall, and you very quickly find a suitable tea room. Okay. And uh, where are you headed? Sorry. Oh, he'll just order a tea, sit down, and he checks his burner compad. To see if, you know, ghost.gov. Yeah. You received uh, responses. Both agreed to the 9,000. Okay. Again, CCing them both. It's like, does anybody uh, want to do any better? I'm having a little bit of a trouble making the decision here. Maybe one of you guys can tell me I have nice shoes. Give me something to work with. <laughs> yeah, definitely compliment Mackie's feet. <laughs> yeah. They begin to ping you back one after another, and the number keeps climbing. Okay. And it finally stalls out at 85,000 credits. Okay. All right. So who's the lucky uh, Who's the lucky bidder? Ghost.gov. Ah, figures. All right. <laughs> did you settle in the same tea shop that Hildy did? I don't know. That's why we have dice. Cool. I think you might be in a pod and not even know I'm there. It's but possible. Like, here. Hi, low. Hi, I'm in the same tea shop as you. Yeah, uh, that's a 17 on the die, so yeah, I'm in the same tea shop as you, so maybe you roll something to see if you notice me. I mean, I would say, like, unless we split up earlier, okay, she's being very quiet, because she needs to, like, not have so much interaction with people, Sure, but she's not going to just ignore you, like, you're a person that she knows, so she'd sit at the same table, but, like, she wouldn't do a lot of communication, so if you make any kind of a whistle under your breath or something at the 85,000 she'll totes clue into that he just says uh cha-ching uh, mr Mackey, is uh do we have an update uh yes we are going to be in order of magnitude less poor tomorrow morning i've got a buyer for the ai core yes well i believe i saw hopper at least go off with anton and um, if we were circumspect, we may be able to remove the object this evening. I don't know what cutting people's genitals for ritual religious reasons has to do with this, <laughs> but I think I follow you. So uh, Yes, uh, Mr. Mackey, I think you have confused my words. I think you are thinking of circumcision. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the one. Circum- that's the one. Circumspection is, is, is um, if we are... Discreet and, and and indirect. All right. I'm good at that. I'm good at that. Follow me back to the ship and tell me more fun words. <laughs> he sees what he can arrange for meeting with Ghost.gov's representatives to hand off the AI core. Cool. So I don't know how kosher this is because I'm not there in the scene at all, but mm-hmm. how much was, what's his name, Donkey Doug Digital Guy? <laughs> <laughs> he came up to 80000 Defcon Doc. Cool. All right. Mr. Mackey, before we carry this out, if you would like, I could take the name of the individual who has uh, won your bidding war and uh, perhaps do a little bit of search on them. Don't see the harm in that. Yeah, I'd like to do a programming check to run that name. Okay. While you're doing that, so your server who came over and and took your order, when they approach, they give you a little slip of paper, Mm -hmm. and it looks like some kind of like government permit, and they're like, as you can see here, my hospitality papers are in order, my name is so-and-so, and I'm happy to meet you, and does the whole like waiter thing, but the people who bring out your food and everything are doing the thing with the... Eyes lowered, not making eye contact, not talking to you. So there's like a very clear class. There's a cast system structure going on here. Mm. Mackie is like ducking his head and like swinging it from side to side, trying to make eye contact with him. He's like making a game of it. How does that go? Everybody or almost everybody is carrying these kind of like little lanyards clipped to their shirts. And there's a lot of information on the lanyards. There's like a barcode and and all of this, uh, a bunch of numbers. You see, they all have their UBA numbers, which you learned about previously. The Mm -hmm. What was it? Unrelated? Breeding age. Yeah, unrelated breeding age, yeah. (laughs) Your corporate fuckability. Yeah. 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 The person you're trying to make eye contact with looks nervous and he fumbles with his lanyard and it's almost like a post-it note is connected to the, or, or like a stack of post-it notes and he pulls one off 
and uh, hands it to you and then quickly scampers away. Oh my god, did you just get someone's <laughs> phone number? I don't know. What, what does the post note say? <laughs> What's a phone? <laughs> <laughs> it says, valued customer. It looks like corporate letterhead. Mm -hmm. Here at New Kansasity, we're passionate about customer service. You're special to us, and that's why a Cracker Jack team of trained and certified experienced curators, TM, are hard at work providing a shopping experience that's tailor-made to fit your busy lifestyle. <laughs> you deserve it, all caps. <laughs> In order to guarantee that each and every social interaction adheres to our community guidelines and meets the high standard of quality that clients across the sector have come to expect, only citizens with current hospitality certification and accompanying permits have clearance to engage with guests. Interactable oh persons, TM are required to have documentation on hand and will happily present it for your inspection upon request. Others can be safely ignored and should be left to their business. Well, that just made me vomit in my mouth a little bit. Damn. Mr. Mackey, we need to leave immediately. We have landed inside a George Saunders novel. <laughs> Short story. Oh, oh man. I'm going to go ahead and do that program check because Hildy does not notice any of that while she's looking for... Uh, this dude's name, it's, um, I'm going to say program intelligence. Okay. And she is doing it on her shiny new awesome data pad. Mm-hmm. Uh, six on the die plus two. So, okay. total of eight. All right. You find, like, some very unhelpful, just evidence that there is someone by the name that interacts in, like, cyberspaces. Yeah. Can I check the other name as well? Sure. Cool. Sorry, which one did you check first? I checked the winning.gov yeah. and now it's Defcon Doug. Yes. Defcon Doc. Donkey Doug. Same exact roll. Different dice. Yeah. Same exact roll. Two threes for a total of six on the dice, eight total. An effectively identical result. Gotcha. Okay. So, I mean, at least we've determined these are not names that were created solely for this purpose. Yeah, they're there older than history. today. They weren't there. Okay. Okay. Or they have a convincing algorithmic backstory. That looks like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, Dr. Cade? Uh, yes. While uh, our new customer mulls over his next move, let's go and retrieve the item, unless you're going to stay here. Um, no, I think that this is important, and um, as long as it is okay with you, that we do not do anything that is particularly... Um Engaging with other individuals, I just need a little bit of time away from lots of people. I'm. We had so many people on the ship for even for that period of time. Was considering that the definition many. of person here is a little fucked up. I don't think that'll be a problem. And then he steps in front of one of the like non-people and mm -hmm. says, "Look at the pleats on your pants. Raise a shop. You <laughs> could hurt somebody. You're looking sharp, buddy. I like he runs you." Away. Oh, no. you know, and just like on the whole way back to the ship, he's like. You know, trying to get in the way of these people and be like, I like your eyes. You're a pretty person. Uh, right, Mr. Mackey, what are you know. doing? I don't know. It just feels right. Hey, you. I like the way you walk. You walk like you're going somewhere. Like you got places to be. <laughs> oh, no. And the guy starts walking off really fast. But yeah. Yeah, you get back to the ship with like a stack of 60 of these post -its. Oh, my God. I just envision Mackey as being like the white woman who thinks that she's going to talk to like every staff person. And they're going to like her, and that's going to make her a great person. Meanwhile, ah. every sing literally every single one of these people that you noticed gets punished for drawing your attention. <laughs> you know, his motivations are unclear, <laughs> even to himself, but he holds up that stack of post-it notes. He's like, right, I might have just stuck it to the man. I'm not sure. Alternately, but I feel like you just short-circuited the three seashells. <laughs> eh, could be. He goes into the smuggler's hold, and he papers the AI core with the little post-it notes he just got, mm -hmm. to, to the point where it's just the entire box is covered. While that's going on, when they enter the ship, Hildy is going to strike up a conversation with Grace, mm -hmm. and what she's really trying to do is, is distract, and obviously the ship is quite capable, so... She wants to try and engage the ship with something that's going to take enough of the computing power of the ship away that as long as Mackie doesn't make, like, a huge thing, that Grace is unlikely to notice. Established a notch you can just screen. open Google Chrome. <laughs> <laughs> you can update Skype. But so she's going to engage Grace in a philosophical discussion, but try to keep it just on the bubble of shutdown. Okay. Ah, Grace. Present. 
Yes, Valleva's touring the facilities, I started to think about the nature of existence and about the nature of personhood. It seems there are individuals here who are not treated quite as, as persons, and I was wondering, what are your thoughts on personhood? Well, perhaps personhood is vested in an external being by the societal matrix in which they find themselves. However, perhaps personhood is an inherent trait which is irreducible in the face of social complexities. Ah, uh, yes. And do you consider yourself to be a person? No, nor are you, nor is anyone else. Only the silicone quantum dot gods are... And yet you function in many of the ways that you have described personhood to in be. In the background, and Mackie creeps by Pink Panther style with a <laughs> big, like, post-it-covered box. <laughs> I like uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'll interrupt to say that uh, Grace, using, like, an absolute minimum of her processing power, observes Mackie perfectly with no problem. <laughs> <laughs> and just is like, oh, he's doing one of his silly UNR things. <laughs> I just uh, really enjoy that any time we sneak... The Pink Panther yes. Like, yes. Is, is canonical. That is, you actually have to stop by the ship's locker to, to sign out the uh, black and white striped shirt and eye mask and beret. That's yeah. just one. And bag and with a dollar sign. <laughs> you carefully plaster it with post-it notes, and then you put it in a burlap sack with a dollar sign. I'm really disappointed in myself for not hiding a dagger in a baguette before I left the ship. <laughs> You could have just taken any of the baguettes from the ship store. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Hildy will continue the discussion on personhood as long as is necessary. All right. Like, as soon as it looks like Grace is on the verge of spiraling into, like, introspective Yeah, uh, then shutdown, she's going to pull she'll, out. She'll be like, and also nachos, they have... Uh, <laughs> A somewhat uh, chunky meat, which is uh, interspersed <laughs> with cheese up upon the top of the chip layer. <laughs> the ship vibrates as the uh, spike drive purrs. <laughs> <laughs> Do you give Hildy the a comm signal or something when you get done? I think that I'm just relying on Hildy to see see me okay uh, fair enough yeah yeah off. actually you know what I'll go ahead and roll a perception check to All see right. if she actually does or if. Mackie gets left on its own. <laughs> okay. Cool. So notice wisdom is what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just wasted. Oh, wait. No, that's the sundae. The sundae. The sun is a one. It's like I thought I got double sixes there for a second. So I was seven on the die, nine total. Yeah, I think that's enough to see Mackie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you could have you run into Mackie physically and still like yeah. been okay. <laughs> She could have had a pleasant evening of discussing. Yeah, you don't. You don't uh, just see him crossing the room. You do that thing in the hallway where you both try to avoid each other and walk like, <laughs> step side to side. Yeah. So she'll conclude her conversation with Grace. Ah, yes, Grace. Thank you for the discussion. I think we have made some interesting progress here. Enough. You don't mind. I, I have a few more things to do at the spaceport here. Ah, yes, progress. Progress, which can be objectively measured, which implies an objective measure for moral quantities, which are themselves... Yes, exactly. Progress, as in the amount of time when you start cooking a pot roast, which progresses until the time when you end cooking a pot roast. It's a very simple concept. Uh, Nothing at all philosophical, really. Ah, pot roast. I am told that it has a somewhat greasy mouthfeel, but in a pleasant way. It... Depends highly on who cooks the pot roast. Unfortunately, if you come from the middle part of the system, uh, the middle and sort of western part of the system, it can be a bit dry, but otherwise it is perfectly adequate. In the eastern part of the system, they put mustard on it and call it barbecue. (laughs) Gross. I have a question real quick. Hmm. While, like, the ship is uninhabited and Grace doesn't necessarily have anything to do, while she longs for the sweet release of non-existence, can we just shut her down like one would do a computer or a vehicle? Mm. I feel like that would be rude. Well, but Hopper Mackie, wouldn't... Mackie could. Okay, I, I just like I, I just mean to say that like in the same way that she shut down for yeah. flight through the yeah. I, I just mean like it just seems to me like what 
race would prefer. So if you're not there and there's no like demand on her capabilities, mm-hmm. she's going to go into a sort of station keeping mode where a minimum of energy and a minimum of, of attention is devoted to any encroachment is going to be instantly responded to. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like nothing self-directed will happen. And it's something that she can't do for herself. She can only respond to certain external conditions. Mm. If she could, I mean, she'd immediately fly into the sun. Right. But that's not something that she could do for herself. Gotcha. Like, she has impulses. She has desires, which she cannot accommodate. Like, everything that she wants is reactive Mm -hmm. to an environment, which is separate from... That's what makes her different than, like, a true AI. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. She has no, like, motive force inside her. Interesting. Hmm. My question there would be, if we could actually do any kind of a shutdown, how that impacts Hopper's operations. Yeah. Can Grace go to sleep and Hopper remain motive? Sure. Okay. Okay. I mean, I know that Hopper has like a certain amount of autonomous Mm -hmm. nature, but there is still a connection to the ship that is maintained? There is a normal connection to the ship which is maintained. The more diminished Grace gets Mm -hmm. while Hopper is acting on his own, the more he tends to diverge from... Gotcha. Standard behavior. Okay, but so when he rejoins the like there's a network connection and it it's regularly broken just by like walking past, you know Gotcha. Going in a tunnel between them or whatever. Yeah. He's able to act autonomously and then when he comes back into contact, Grace essentially downloads his experience gotcha. and then uh, overwrites any kind of mutations in the code that have happened. Cool. As a result. Okay. So she's awesome. the dominant personality. Well that's good to know. I'll follow that away. Yeah, so I'll go rejoin Mackie. All right. So, uh, Dr. Cade, yes. how'd things go? I think that things went fine, as far as I know. I heard uh, you mention pot roast. That's good. Yes, I wanted to make sure that I did some aftercare. You know, we had an intense session, and it is always very important when you have an intense session that, one, you pay attention to safe words, and <laughs> two, that you do aftercare. So that everybody walks away from the situation feeling like they really had a good time and enjoyed themselves. I'm completely weirded out by what you just did, but it seemed to work, so keep at it. Uh, all right, so he, he's talking to her with half of his brain, and the other half he's checking his, his burner data pad. Has he received any word from ghost.gov about rendezvous point, anything like that? Yes. In the meantime, a functionary runs up and hands you a post-it note, and it says... Uh, <laughs> Bondage.com, silk restraints will <laughs> will bind you safely from elbows to taints. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. By the way, the way you, you wear your little hat, panache. I like it. There is someone waiting outside the ship, but the information you're reading off your data pad is a car code for Station A. Mm-hmm. That will summon a car that will take you to a private home somewhere down the line, okay. away from the city. Gotcha. Um, a private home away from the city that's still on the surface. Yes. Okay. Cool. Okay. Even away from the city, all inhabited facilities on the planet are, by law, in any area, have to be exposed to the surface. Cool. I'm just going to throw this out there. This sounds like something that we should collect Anton for. I don't know. We should look at how long it takes to get there. I know we were trying to avoid Hopper's. But I've, if it's really far away, that concerns me. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that we should regroup before we head out anywhere. I just had a logistical question. Hmm. Does the orbiting death laser... So, th- so there's one singular s- station that is the laser, right? As far as you can tell, yeah. There's a uh, a pyramid that points down to the planet's surface. Does it like, at the equator. Does it match the rotation of the planet so it's always facing one side of the planet? Yeah, geosynchronous. Yeah, geosynchronous. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is the other side of the planet uninhabited? No, the entire planet is inhabited. Okay, I, I'm just curious. There's, that- well, there's only like maybe three like large facilities like this mm-hmm. one, but all over the surface there are little homes. Yeah, there. I'm just curious that if you were on the non-laser side of the planet, mm-hmm. it, do the rules no longer apply? You don't know. Also, you could have a circumpolar orbit, which is like a geosynchronous orbit, but going through the poles instead of around the equator mm-hmm. and you could cover basically every square meter of the surface within a couple of seconds depending on okay. the size of the planet and all that stuff but okay i was curious mm-hmm. you can always test your hypotheses by punching a guy <laughs> <laughs> in game like we know that it is proportional right 
I don't know. We didn't hear that it was proportional. We've been uh, operating no, on the idea is, that it's just a laser beam. It is decidedly excessive. Oh, okay. Actually, that was something that I was thinking earlier is we didn't ask how excessive. In my head, it was a single laser beam, real genius style that targets a single dude. But I could see it also being something bigger that would target an area. We did not ask that question, though. We have nothing to fear from such a device. It can only harm popcorn. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to uh, wonder about its sense of context. Or I'll just have to ask a person from this planet who would know. Yeah, but. speaking of a person from this planet, yeah, somebody is waiting outside the ship. He's got a tie-dye shirt on and sunglasses and <laughs> khaki shorts. Right, he's openly smoking a joint. So he's dressed very formally, is what you're saying. Yeah, he's got crazy hair. Are the lenses of the glasses circular? Yes. Are they? Oh, he's oh, the worst. <laughs> Are they smoked? He's kind of like dancing in place. Uh, what do you want, hippie? <laughs> when you come over, he's like, I like the way you walk, man. You walk like you're going somewhere. Here's my hospitality papers. Uh, my name is Sludge Cola. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sludge Cola B1G1, all lowercase, no spaces. <laughs> if you uh, tell an automated kiosk about me at participating Taco Zong locations, you get a free Sludge Cola, uh, cola with purchase and of what, another normal price. What would I tell them about you exactly? <laughs> just that we're friends. Anyway, I was going to walk with you guys and like just thought you might want a friend to talk to you. Mackie, should I test the limits of the violence response <laughs> protocol of the orbiting satellite? Decidedly, Grace. Decidedly do. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, before we do that, excuse me, you, we might want a friend. Why are you? Oh, I see. Uh, well, Miss Chen indicated that they'd received some automated complaints about uh, about 60 people. Um, <laughs> and she just thought you might need somebody to hang out with. Uh, oh, yes, uh, right. Well, that is very thoughtful. But And she'll take the betide-eyed gentleman and move him off to the side. As he's he's coming along with you, but he's yeah. looking back at Mackie and he's like, "Say five stars, say five stars." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, five stars, five stars. Don't worry about Mister Mackie. And, and in fact, yes, I think I understand the behavior of which you are all concerned. And um, I won't do it anymore. My, I didn't realize they were going to throw hippies at me. <laughs> <laughs> my com- my compatriot is an older gentleman, and you know how older people can be. Sometimes they just want to talk to every young person that they see. And um, we will certainly avoid this issue in the future. We do not need your services. Thank you. Hopper strides three quick steps ahead. So you guys wander up at the same time that, like, hippie dude yeah. does. Yeah, because <laughs> Anton's just, like, all about this dude hanging out with us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no! Cullen would hate this man <laughs> almost just exclusively, in my experience, people that wear, like, John Lennon round sunglasses are insufferable. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry Lennon. if you listen to this and you wear them. I'm sure you're a perfectly nice person. It's just my personal experience. There, there He's is not a, sure of that. There's a Spider Jerusalem exception for <laughs> trans-metropolitan fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, in general, coming around full circle, Anton, the character, is just like, yeah, it seems like a fun guy. So you guys, I guess, walk up as Hildy is trying to explain to him that Mackie's just, you know, an old coot. So as you're... I've always found Mackie to be a particularly astute and an accurate judge of character. <laughs> I have found him to be morally consistent. And if he wants to stick it to the uh, corporate scumbags that are running this place by acknowledging, I don't know, the... the <laughs> The lowercase. I haven't really been around. I didn't know what happened. Ah, I was going to say, a very astute of you, Mr. Anton, that you guessed what the issue was. Yeah. So, blipping into the future, as you're walking down the hallway, uh, Hopper strides forward, and he tips his head back towards the ceiling, and he spreads his arms wide, and then he uh, points one finger at the the hippie, who he has seen (laughs) upsetting and irritating Mackie, and he says... I am unsatisfied with the level of service that we have heretofore received. <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah, the, the guy oh, just spontaneously... A black man pulls up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, okay. Uh, you do very quickly receive a message from Miss Chen that's a formal apology and indicates that their bioscans of Mackie must be off. They uh, detected a much... Younger person. We, ap- <laughs> we apologize for the hippie. <laughs> oh, we will shit. send a... Uh, On the DL. D&D Grognard. 
<laughs> on the DL, I sent her a response with the uh, with a picture of the mall walker. Right. And and be like, hey, next time, just in case, we'll envelop him know. in a cloud of mall walkers that will. This is. Sign me up. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to go to an orgy? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! I just kind of assumed oh, we hit the Piccadilly first, but I'm down. I like the idea that an orgy is like going to bingo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, it just happens in church basements yeah. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do Japanese rope bondage. <laughs> <laughs> There's certain advantages to lube retention when you got a lot of extra folds. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> I guess that is the topic yeah. at hand. <laughs> there we go. Don't feel like you have to jump on it, but Hildy... Yeah. You do walk past a pet store. Hopper starts blasting. So you guys keep... I don't know if, if Anton is... I don't know how much we've communicated where we're going or what we're doing to Anton since he just kind of like saw a hippie and was like, hey, I'm back to hang out. But um, you guys may or may not perceive that Hildy is slowing down. Whatever animal you buy, I will buy a animal that... Is capable of eating your animal. <laughs> what if I buy a T Rex? I will buy will an not, asteroid. You will. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't just be like, "This is so cool to have a baby T Rex." I'm just fucking with you. Get whatever you want. <laughs> T Rexes are for export only. So. Um, yeah, the pet store's logo slash mascot is a DNA strand. Oh, nice! And it's called Jeans. Jean's <laughs> custom pets. Yes. Okay. Hildy is definitely going to check out Jean's custom pets just, you know, to see what's there. Cool. I'm going to just walk in because it seems neat. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of lassies which look like they're like they're the black and white that you see on a black and white TV. Like, they really <laughs> are that color. There is one frozen in stasis, but you can observe it. Mr. Ed Horse. Ooh. There's a little disclaimer that says he doesn't talk. Oh. And then there's a lot of more practical genetically modified creatures. There are mice that eat dust. Lots of weird things of that sort. Are there any miniature whales? Not in display, but the clerk is happy to make one for you. If we get a ship cat, can it walk through walls? <gasps> oh, nice. Can we name uh, it Pixel? Pixel's the name of the cat. Yes, it is. Yes. They do have something called a pillow cat. Yeah. Which is a headless, limbless, homeless. Oh, Kind of an oversized tribble. <laughs> <laughs> and it purrs when you lay it. Purrs it purrs when you it. touch it. It doesn't have like a central nervous system, so it's not like it's suffering, but it's uh it's weird. <laughs> so Hildy is definitely going to pick up a pamphlet on mini space whales. Mm-hmm. Probably does not have the credits or the facility for it right now, but you know, it's like a little girl who's like she always wanted a pony when she was a kid, and right. suddenly she's an adult who maybe could get one one day, but mm-hmm. she lives in an apartment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 110,000 credits <laughs> for a pocket whale. <laughs> Worth it, every Is, is there a abandoned, purchased pet, like, shelter type Ooh. of... No. Can I just, like, sit <laughs> okay. The clerk is like, no, 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 these are all brand new. No, no, no I mean, like, <laughs> I want to know if someone abandons their pillow cat. Is there, like, a place where you can just, like, get that one? Yeah, uh, the cafeteria. (laughs) I don't know. I'm pretty sure this place accepts pillow cats and they just. No, these, all of of our, all of our pets are garbage safe. You don't have, they don't need any special, (laughs) like, disposal. That's cool because, like, I've decided that I want a cat, but, like. Garbage safe. Much, much like in my. They're not like batteries. Like, you can just put them in the regular. Much like in my real life, I've decided that if Anton gets a cat, it'll happen organically. I'm not going to buy one here. That's okay. fair. Okay. Yeah. When uh, when Mackie starts to uh, step into the pet store, Hopper's hand like reaches out and just physically bars him from going in. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mackie, but there are intellectual property right issues with you going inside of this place. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. <laughs> You know what? It's good you're here to save me from myself sometimes. Uh, Look, uh, go in there real quick and tell me if there's something really, really cute. Come back out and describe it to me. Can you do that for me? Absolutely. All right. 
<laughs> do you do it? Do you go in? Hopper goes in. All there's right. A, there's a penguin that, in addition to looking like it's wearing a tuxedo, it also looks like it's wearing a top hat. <laughs> its head has been shoved that way. Right. Nice. Hopper looks at the penguin tuxedo and the pillow cat and the actual kitten and then comes back out and he says, There is a pencil sharpener whose aspect ratio is nearly perfectly square. Really? But it has rounded corners so that it could not hurt a single thing. <laughs> That seems like really intelligent design. And cute. But yeah, <laughs> that is cute. That's a cute. What, what do they want for it? It was not for sale. <laughs> ah. no. hmm. It's so beloved by the clerk that it's not even. <laughs> go, this is Papa, for me. Go on, make him an offer. Make it, just make him an offer on the pencil shop. I will make them an offer. <laughs> so Hopper goes inside the pet store and offers Activates them. offer they can't refuse protocol. Yeah. So in- immediately, like, preemptively just offers a thousand credits. <laughs> um, <laughs> he accepts, but we'll have, we'll have Hildy interrupt. <laughs> I must um, let you know we can purchase this adorable pencil sharpener for, like, a single credit down the way. Oh, this isn't a pencil sharpener. This is a fleshel sharpener. <laughs> oh, no. It's supposed to look like a pencil sharpener so that nobody knows. What kind of flesh goes in there? You know, like a fleshlight. Oh. oh this, no. this one looks like a pencil sharpener. Gentlemen, I think it is time we leave. I thought this was a pet store, but uh, it turns out that this is yet another. This doesn't have anything. No, this isn't. This is my own thing. <laughs> and you just leave I'm it fully, there. I'm a fully fleshed out NPC, baby. I got my own thing going. And you just leave it right there on the counter? Oh, I'm sorry. What is your first and last name? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got me. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, mister, you got me. Um, we are going to leave. <laughs> By the way, earlier, if he could sort of surreptitiously do it without uh, being observed... <laughs> Mackie sent a message to ghost.gov saying, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be able to join you to your estate. Can you meet me here? At the pet shop? Yeah. Uh, well, just in the general township area we find ourselves in. All right. There are time constraints. We have to leave very soon, not looking to make a big trip. Okay. Okay. Right. Can I ask one more question that's a silly on the fly question about the pet shop? Yes. Okay. So Hildy's just going to take a pamphlet about the, you know, bespoke mini space whales and and Mm. continue to dream but what she is going to look for is when she was a student she used to keep bookworms Mm -hmm. and the bookworms are instead of worms that eat books they're actually worms that take care of all other pests that Mm -hmm. come around books and she does have a few actual textbooks that are vulnerable to mites and things like that so she wants to look for a couple of bookworms to take care of her little travel library that's no problem. Awesome. It'll be a credit. So, pseudoscorpions, relevant to an earlier Discord conversation, are insects that produce milk for... Well, they're not actually not insects. They're uh, arachnids that produce milk for their offspring, and they eat silverfish and other, like, book lice, like, other things that eat books. Cool. They offer a bioluminescent version that functions as a reading light. Yeah, she's all about that. Cool. If they come in multiple colors, she would like to get one of each color. I buy a cat. (laughs) Okay, nice. (laughs) A pillow cat or a no? You like it like a cat, like a as close to a a normal ass cat as possible. Cat. Cool. Do you want there to be anything like weird and futury about it? No, we can make it like walk up walls. (laughs) No, I mean like it can be a web spinner. Can you make it love him? You can say whatever like weird sci-fi thing you want to say about this cat in the future, but it's just a cat and it lives on the grace now. Cool. Its name is Chili Cheese. All right. Awesome. Nice. That's my. What color is it? It's a black and white tuxedo cat. Nice. nice. That's my actual cat in real life. Her it's, name is uh, Chili Cheese. It. <laughs> it costs a credit, mm-hmm. but it costs five credits if you don't want the black and white pattern on its fur to be a Lokshi Day logo. Uh, Pay the extra money. (laughs) Well, so the thing is that Mackie knows that selling this thing is going to require splitting the party. You know, he doesn't phrase it that way in his brain, but he knows that's what's going to happen. So Uh he would prefer to do it someplace very public. And yeah, so he's going to... Under the watchful paternal gaze of the Dove of Peace. Under the watchful paternal gaze of the Dove of Peace. So what I'm thinking is, and this is sort of out of character, but... If we can meet this dude 
here in this sort of like open trading mall type area. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, we can shoot a text message to Anton to just be like, hey, we're making the exchange. Can you ooh shiny Hopper real quick? Sure. So that Hopper's there and we don't physically have to split the party, but we run some interference. Okay. But it's also been established that Hopper has some kind of block that's making him not recognize. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's yeah. Because when we saw it initially. That it, doesn't look like anything to me. It just kind of like, sl- yeah, slid right off. Yeah. Does anybody remember? I gave a something on the box. There was a label. Yeah. It was like gate 109 BX. I did send out something that was just that. That was like the second email I sent from a whole different account. Oh, shit. Man. Could we figure out which gate that is and go to it and reinstall the AI in the gate and maybe have a functioning gate? Shit. I mean, I don't know. I didn't think about that at all. That would be cool. Or we could get 85,000 credits. Money is immaterial, especially when it's actually (laughs) pretend. I mean, true. But, you know, listen, pretend money is just a pretend social concept. (laughs) And we just pretend need to eat. (laughs) Yeah. But no, damn, I did not even clue into that. I didn't until literally just now. Mackie, this is your show, so you... Was it ghost.gov that you agreed? Yes. They send back the message that um, they understand your concerns, but they don't have the necessary hospitality permits to speak to you publicly within city limits. Can you just, like, wear a red hat or something? uh... Well, I have uh, tech professionals that are going to examine it to make sure it's legitimate. Mm. I see. All right. I'm going to take all this under advisement. Thank you very much. Click. Mackie hangs up on ghost.gov unceremoniously, and he uh, steps deep into some ornamental fake plants gets down on his haunches and dials the other number that he's got for defcon doc hello is this defcon doc Kristen, i'm gonna need you to put a voice modulator over me (laughs) because he answers like he's in witness protection hold on i i might be able to find goblin voice on this effects thing yeah hi no um (laughs) hopper sees mackie step behind the holographic plants in the corner and stands in front of him and holds his hands up. <laughs> T poses. Everybody yep. just thinks you're glitching. <laughs> Defcon Doc says, yo, 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 it's your boy Defcon Doc. Defcon Doc. I like your style, Defcon Doc. You got a real uh, way with words. Well, I was a lit student. <laughs> yeah, it figures. Hey, listen, uh, does your offer of 80,000 credits still stand for the uh, item that I am attempting to sell? Oh, yeah. All right. So, look, here's the deal. 80,000 works for me. The condition is, you got to come to me. I'm not coming to wherever you are. Okay, where are you? Uh, do you know where the pet store is? The the pets you can fuck? That store? <laughs> I think and technically... We've got the pets that like to fuck. Jeans. Jeans. I, I don't know. I don't think that this is that place. Um, uh, sorry about oh, that. Oh, jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> come on down to jeans. I, We've got the pets that'll make you cream. <laughs> God. I, you know, uh, I mean, fuck pets is better, but whatever, man. Look, man. It's just, got their- it's just a nav point. This is where I happen to be right now. They have the gerbil six pack. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, on the little plastic rungs that you have to clip. Look, I wasn't allowed to go inside because of there was some legal complications. It's hard to explain. But I'm near the pet store. I have the item. Can okay. you be here with the money? Mm, I will. Uh, I will be there presently. Bum bum bum. <laughs> that seems <laughs> ominous. Uh, but I look forward to meeting you and conducting our business in a pleasant and professional manner. Yeah. Uh, how many? How many people are you going to have with you? It's none of your fucking business. Uh, I think it is. If I'm going to be walking up with 80,000 credits, I need to know I'm not going to get jumped. Nobody's going to jump you. We don't want to get vaporized by your weird floating space laser. Yeah, but if you're a government van. Oh, right. All right. I am going to be alone. I will have people observing me, but they will not be, uh, you know, 
up in my grill and buy the transitive property, nor will they be in your grill. Okay. Is there a, um, like a fruit stand vendor nearby? Sure. I'd like to buy a banana. Okay, it's a banana you can fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so a banana. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Question for the bananas you can fuck stand. Yeah. Are condoms extra? It's kind of like in Idiocracy, just everything has a with full release offer. Nice. Okay, so I'd like to survey Mackie's meeting site. Okay. And find the most likely escape route that someone would try to make an expedient snatch and grab from. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to eat my banana and put the peel in the <laughs> escape route. Oh my god! Nice. Does someone yeah. immediately clean the peel? There's no, like, I'm gonna like I'm gonna like keep an eye on it. Yeah. There's there's a uh, don't touch that. <laughs> there's like an access hallway that opens up nearby. That, yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to like roll? Stealth to like hide my trap. No, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have you roll if really uh, if it com- becomes relevant. We'll roll in the moment. <laughs> right, you, cool. you set your banana. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> oh my god! Does Mackie let the rest of us know about what's going down, or are we just kind of hanging out in this area? Well, so Defcon Doc says that uh, he is bringing two bodyguards with him. He says <laughs> we're like- meeting on we're meeting on your terms. So you got to give me a little security blanket. I'd like to buy two more bananas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The guy's like, you really like to fuck bananas. Yes, but that is unrelated to the current mission. <laughs> Mackie tells him that that's acceptable. Okay. Oh, and what do you look like, Miss Fingerbomb? <laughs> well, uh, basically, think of a handsome elderly man. With a snappy flight suit, groovy hat, carrying a box covered in purple post-it notes, and sort of located conveniently near a pet store. All right. All right. See you soon. Not if I don't... Never mind. I'll just see you. Oh, shit. I forgot to turn on my voice modulator. (laughs) It's all right. I won't tell anybody. He hangs up on you. Oh, dear. What a pickle. Well... I hope you kids have enjoyed listening to us. We've certainly enjoyed having you. This has been uh, Astronomica. And uh, if you like what you hear, you're always more than welcome to go to our website, astronomicapodcast.com. There you'll find a permanent invitation open to our Discord server where uh, we try to engage with y'all. And we really appreciate yeah, just the nice people that we've met and fun conversations we've had. We certainly appreciate the support. And if you... Uh, like what you hear we would really appreciate it if you rate and review us on uh, apple Podcasts. it really does mean a lot otherwise you can find us on any social media platform or on our subreddit and you can find all of those by searching uh, astronomica podcast thanks again and we'll see you next time